All right, sitting here with uh, one of the funniest comedians in the city of Chicago right now, a producer of Comedians You Should Know, uh, Blake Burkhardt. How are you, my man? I'm great. Thanks for having me uh, on the pub. Yeah, welcome to the pub. <laughs> to be here. We're drinking uh, Miller Highlight, the champagne of beers. Yep. Uh, I had to get a little fancy with you today. Uh, it's my favorite beer. And you're, you're dressed very well. You're dressed incredibly well. Yeah, I, I realized that I, I, wore, I wore this, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm live streaming. And I've done this like two weeks in a row. But uh, the, I host the mic at uh, Comedy Bar. It's a talk show. And uh, Sahar actually bought me the shirt, the owner of Comedy Oh, bar. very so nice. Shout out to Sahar. Thank you again for that. What are you, like a 40 long? 40 R? Are you a 40, 42? I, don't, I just took I'm trying to think the suit it was jacket. A, it was a large at H&M. I didn't get it tailored to host my uh, open mic. Though. All right. Well, you know, I thought maybe you I did. Did. wedding season's coming up, though. Yeah, I, I thought get... you could double down. Yeah, I should save up and get get my own suit and just How old leave you now, this one. If you don't like mind me asking, thirty three. Why would you mind me asking? I don't know. You ever just get trained to thinking? <laughs> How you have dare to be polite you? Polite all the time. What if I lied and I'm like twenty seven? <laughs> yeah, that'd be fucking great. Actually, I think men should start lying about our age. Why not? Why Why are women even mad about that? Why would have any women in the chat? Why Why would you give a shit if like someone asked just, you your age? I think that's just one of those old fashioned things that, that just, just stuck got passed around. On. I don't think most of them care. I don't know. You I know can't what? speak for women. I don't speak for women, but um. I'd like to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> if I can't pinch a waitress's tush, yeah. I'm not, I don't care. I'm going to ask you your age. I say, I hello. Feel like you. if I lost that right, I recently. Say, more coffee, hon. And by the, tell me your age when you come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like to I like cross all the lines. What are you, about 41? Uh, <laughs> I hate the shit, though, when people say, I, um, I saw a woman who uh, I'd seen around. She like comes to Chicago and does some shows, or not does shows, but like goes to shows and stuff. She's friends with some people in the scene, I believe. And uh, she told me her age, and I was like, no fucking way. I was shocked because she looks you way younger. It, oh, really? Yeah, but I didn't do that stupid, what are you, 24? I go, 36. You know, I, yeah. I don't like the lie. I like to stay out of trouble, so I just never bring up age really to anybody. Never. Good boy, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I hate, like, confrontation. I hate, like, uh, anything that could, like, set someone off when I first meet them. So I just don't even bother. That's pretty smart for a first meeting. Do you have anything where you, like, oh, I put my phone in my mouth badly that time? Um, I'm sure I have. I don't think I make like a habit of it, but eh, I don't know. Because I just had that bad luck. I've always had that bad luck. I I'm, ask people how long they've been doing comedy a lot, and I want to stop doing that. Because sometimes they're like, I've been doing it nine years, and I'm like, oh, shit, really? Like, uh, why aren't you better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that type of thing. I have a joke with my buddy uh, Greg Kennedy where uh, he's been doing comedy three years. Very funny guy. One of my favorite. Yeah, I've seen new him before. He's funny. I love him. One of my new uh, best pals. But um, Good head of hair like a Kennedy should. Great hair. Um, but he's been doing comedy three years, and he just told me that. So my joke now is I go, you guys know Greg's been doing comedy three years? Isn't that crazy? Like, I would have guessed, like, five or six months. <laughs> <laughs> I love shit like make him the think I'm, shops. Make him think I'm complimenting him, and then it's Yeah. Over. Yeah. A Rodescu, who's, uh, I got to get on this podcast because he wants to have a Jordan versus LeBron debate, which oh, he's just going to get crushed. I'm going to do it soon. I said after the NBA playoffs, which I should just do it now. He's from LeBron's Cleveland, right? He's not yeah. just like a super fan. He's, yeah. At least he's from Cleveland. I yeah. hate the guys that are like, I'm from Detroit and I, I love LeBron. There are it's people like, who bandwagon up. jump LeBron. Yeah. Kyle Scanlon, who's been on this podcast before. Everyone look back to like episode 10, I want to say. Uh, good dude. He uh, is such a LeBron fan that he follows like LeBron around. Like Cleveland was his favorite team. Now the oh, Lakers are yeah, his yeah. favorite team. Miami was his favorite Kyle, team. Kyle, I give a pesser because he's like an NBA like, super fan. So like, I get it. He'd be one I of those, would never do that shit. I would never have another favorite team. I think you got to have some loyalty in that game. That's what makes sports yeah. fun. You live and die Especially with your like team. The Bulls need our fans right now. You know, Desperately. That's a bad situation over there. And I do want to talk sports with you in a second. Yeah. But Rodescu recently did a, a 10K or a 5K, some big run. And he was like, yeah, I took 67th out of 1,200 in my age bracket. And I'm like, dude, 
So you got smoked by 66 people. That's <laughs> fuck. I would shut the fuck up about that, man. That's embarrassing. Um, yeah, so I love busting out uh, people's chops with shit like that. But right now we're going to start off the podcast with something new. You're the first guy. You're the guinea pig I'm doing this with. Fuck yeah. I found this bottle of whiskey in my garage. I don't know how old it is, but whiskey ages well. Yeah. I think. It, it's what Couldn't people say. Something in the barrel. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it, I think it ages well in the barrel. I don't know if it ages well in like boxes. It never goes bad. It never yeah. goes bad, right? So uh, this is Michael Collins whiskey. Michael Collins, of course, uh, famous Irish patriot. There's a great movie called Michael Collins starring Liam Neeson. And uh, I want to start doing like I want to open the show with a shot, but we, you know, we do the shot in honor of someone. Not that someone's dead. It could be someone dead, but we're going to do it like here's to you. I'm going to call it here's to you because to honor someone implies that you're doing it for someone who's dead, right? Kind uh, of. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Or like shot sick in their or honor, something. Yeah, sick yeah. Or something like that. Anyway, so I want to do it. I came. I was just, you know, on um, the Internet just doing a bunch of bullshit. And I came across Ryan Reynolds because I couldn't remember if he'd been married to Scarlett Johansson or if he just dated her. Guys, he was married to Scarlett Johansson. Really? He's currently married to Blake Lively. Oh, yeah. So I think we got to do a shot to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And the guy gets paid millions upon millions of dollars for just being himself. He plays himself essentially in every He's role. He's Deadpool. He's Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. He's yeah. Ryan Reynolds' waiter in waiting. Right. He's Ryan Reynolds' like, you know, guy in Deadpool's the Deadpool's got to be with. the easiest movie, too, because his face is only in it like a few scenes. Pretty much. And you then know? It's, I'm sure it's a stunt double in the red suit most of the time. And then they just dub sound. James huh? Webb looked at Is he in the was... suit the whole time? Okay, yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, okay. I would doubt, like, at suit. least for the conversational part, it's probably him. But he's ripped, though. That dude's pretty. He's oh, in he's great been shape. jacked his whole life. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. Canadian, so he's super nice. Yeah. <laughs> they they typically be nice, or other nice people. I was talking with this with my cousins. We were texting about because we were bringing it up. And that dude also dated Alanis Morissette, but was smart enough. They were engaged. Smart enough not to marry her because you don't want to be married <laughs> to Dave Cooley at Slappy Seconds. Right. <laughs> right? The guy for the Uncle Joey from Full House. You don't want to. Or was he just Joey? He wasn't an uncle. He was just Joey. Or did they call they him? They called uncle? him Uncle Joey, but he wasn't related to anybody. I don't like that guy. No, I, don't, I like and him. And he but would I don't host like... the America's After America's Funny Some Videos. Yeah, remember? he followed he would... Bob Saget's footsteps a lot. It was, was almost the same show, just a little goofier, and it was with Uncle Joey. <laughs> yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds the whole time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Good. That's Unless definitely take a shot sweat. for this guy. Unless he's Balls. doing flips and, and shit. It's like a big yeah. shot. Right. You're not driving anywhere, are you? No. Right, good man. Here, I'll have to host the mic. And you want a shot too? More whiskey there. Well, here, I'm not going to pour it over a laptop. This is great podcast right now. <laughs> describing pouring whiskey. You guys know what that's like? You guys know what pouring drinks are like? Ooh, almost spilled a little. There you go, kid. I almost handed you the bottle. <laughs> Did Scarlett Johansson end up marrying somebody? Uh, I don't. I think she's single now. Although James Webb could find that out for I, us. I will. What he gets paid the big bucks for? The masses are. Let's do the shot first. All right, we'll do the shot first. Uh, cheers to Ryan Reynolds, everybody. Ryan Reynolds. Find yourself Ryan Reynolds. a Ryan Reynolds in your life. Yeah, this is yeah, a yeah, little, let's not spill it. little shot of whiskey for the cheers. guy. Cheers. Oh, that's smooth as that's hell. That's pretty good, huh? I mean, it, it gets you a little bit at the end. but I, think that's, I like it, yeah. I like that a lot, actually. I should have opened this thing a long time ago. I like a strong whiskey. Like, I don't, like, when people say, like, this is so smooth, it's like, I want to mm, taste I it. Like, I want to feel it. I like know? that combo. That's why I've been a big fan of that patties and, um. Jameson is just straight up a punch, I feel like. Yeah. Different whiskeys. Have, like bourbons, it could be smooth, some of them, though. Uh, anyway, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, man. I got to give that guy a lot of credit. Uh, underrated movie, I feel like Van Wilder. Maybe not underrated, but when people talk about like, great comedies. Is he in comedies, the second one, too? Or? No, he was just in the first one. The second one was the Indian guy? Yeah. yeah. That's, which launched his career. He's like a serious guy now. Kale Penn. 
He was like that's oh, right. He was an advisor to Obama. I think he went to like Harvard. He's a real bright dude. Oh, it's yeah. is it Kumar or is it? Is it's it, Kumar, same guy. It is. Yeah, Kel Penn played Kumar and Harold and Kumar. He was in Van Wilder where he was in all a the stereotype. Indian comedy roles. Good yes, for he, him. Was, he was the Indian stereotype of like a foreign exchange student. Where it's like I come to America, I want to see titties like that yeah. guy. That's that's not a great Indian impression. I remember thinking the first Van Wilder was hilarious. Like I was probably Loved in it. high school when I saw it, but it was great. I had the unrated version. And I don't know if you guys were like this, but uh, I used to watch. I just I had to fall asleep to TV, so from like the age of like seventeen to twenty seven, at ten years, I'd fall asleep, and I usually put a DVD on before Netflix took over. Your parents let you have a TV in your room? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, seventeen. Yeah. Oh, at seventeen. Oh, not earlier. You know, Insomniac with David Tell. Oh yeah. Ah, that, that I, never, I didn't that love that show. What? It the was fine. Fuck? I, it was just. It was fine. What was wrong with that show? I don't know. It just wasn't. It wasn't always funny. It was a lot of times just him being a scumbag walking around like cities. That's all I need, baby. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't that into. It. I, I like it. David Tell a lot. I, and I think he's an amazing joke writer, and as the volume of work he puts out is fantastic. But there was a stretch there where he was just like, <laughs> "Let's get some hookers." Like it's just like, all right, I get yeah, it. that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we, we know how also, we know what guy he was now. Growing <laughs> Scarlett up. Johansson update: uh, newly divorced so, from whom? Uh, from Romaine Doriac. I don't know who the <laughs> fuck that is. It sounds hot. Yeah, Romaine Doriac. Yeah, sounds like some kind of. He's definitely had salad. his shirt off. Yeah. most of his adult life. Probably like a year old or uh, something like that. Toss your salad like Romaine. Isn't that a Nicki Minaj song? I know that from Russ Williams and set. <laughs> Not to get into ass eating this quick into the pod, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought yeah, that'd be usually, at like the twenty minute mark. Yeah, usually, yeah. but hey, man, let's jump start it. We got to, we got to be. It's gonna be a quick one with Blake here. Um, <laughs> ah, fuck! What was I saying a second ago? I got distracted by that ass. Oh, the talk. TV yeah, as usual. The TV, TV, TV thing. Yeah. So with uh, the movie Van Wilder, I remember. Well, I did a thing where I'd put a DVD in and fall asleep, but then I'd wake up to the menu. Mm-hmm. I miss DVDs in a way. Fucking Netflix and streaming services. There was something cool about putting it in. I bet it comes back like the way vinyl records came back. Yeah, I was about to say I that. I wonder yeah. if it comes back eventually like that. Anyhow, though, what was cool about the unrated version was when you hit the menu on unrated, it showed a girl just bam, and she would take her shirt off. And really? Big tits, like right there. In the menu? In the menu. <laughs> this was 2002, yeah. like raunchy, yeah, like those teen days college are gone. age comedy. Yep. Those days are far from, like they're, they're oh, long yeah. gone. Yeah. It's kind of sad to me in a way. <laughs> I love a nudity in a DVD menu. I love that. It was <laughs> it great. in all of them. Honestly. Also, the old school. The, the old school had nudity yeah, in the DVD did. menu. Oh, in yeah. the menu? Yes, really? the two girls taking off the, the things. The mud wrestling? Then, yes, oh, wow. the mud wrestling. Thank yeah. you, Blake. And Blue Dies. Great scene. Yep. You know, you're my boy, Blue. My boy, Blue. That yeah. was a great era for comedies looking back. The early, like, from 2000 oh, you could get to away 2005. With anything back then. Yeah, 2002 to 2005, they had that group of comics. That, not comics, actors. Comedic actors. I hate the the name that they gave them. What was, was the, the name? Frat oh, Pack. yeah, that yeah, was Because, like, Rat Pack was, like, one thing. And then they called the Brat Pack was, like, Robbie Downey Jr. and them. And then they're like, we got to name these guys something. It's like, these guys are in their fucking 30s. They're not, like... They're not frat boys. Yeah, they're yeah. not frat boys. They're in one movie about college. That like, was it. That was, fuck? like, yeah. the only one, too. But I think You're the right. point was, like, these are what college kids like. Yes. But I think everyone liked Will Ferrell. Yeah, yes, it was universal. Yeah. And, and not everyone who was in a frat is into that stuff, too. Right. So I, I know people who are far from frat who are like, oh, yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah. You know, they, it's the same thing when people add gate to any new oh, I hate that, um, yeah. thing where it's like, oh, this is, you know, it's all start with Watergate. And now it's Pizzagate and this gate and right. then Gamergate. And there was and, no gate with Watergate. That was the name of the hotel. Yes. <laughs> it's just so fucking yeah. dumb. I don't, it's just yeah. lazy journalism. They just get lost in the English language pretty easily, I think. Yeah, they really do. But what are the movies they had? They had um, Old School, I think, kicked it off. Van Wilder. 
was part of that. Anchorman. And Anchorman, big time. And then uh, Wedding Crashers. Yeah. They kind of slowly went down after that. I think the first Anchorman and uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin are like the standout masterpieces of that era. And th- there's a lot of great movies, but those are like the Caddyshack. Yes. Like That's the a good time. call. Yeah. I, I liked, uh, did you see the Brian, not Brian Kenny, Brian Kenny's on MLB Network, Doug Kenny like movie they made on Netflix? I don't think so. You get a chance, everybody listening. There's Doug a, Kenny, I know who that is. But he wrote uh, Caddyshack and Animal House, co-wrote. Oh, oh is it the, well, uh, just, it, just. Will Forte is the actor who yeah, plays Yeah, I did him. see that. You, really yep, cool, yep, yep. right? Our buddy Chris Red's in like one, like his. Like, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, it's really, um, I love the way they wrapped that movie together, and it was a really cool story about it's this. About, uh, the National Lampoon. National it's basically Lampoon, how yeah. the National Lampoon was launched, and I kind of ripped it off, and all this yeah. other stuff. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah I definitely recommend that one to everybody. Uh, but you know what I wanted to talk to you about? Because you're one of the few comedians that's also really into UFC. Mm-hmm. So did you see the pay per view this Recently weekend? Recently, back into it. I didn't. I didn't order it, but I watched the highlights and I bet on. I made a couple correct bets. Are you a gambler? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, should I shout out the website or not? You could shout out the website. There's a website called Bovada.lv, and it just makes it so fucking easy. What? How do you spell that? What are you laughing at? Sounds like you're getting the a, a virus from yeah. that side. Yeah, you know what's funny is I I uh, went to I wanted to bet on the NBA playoffs and I was like fifty dollars. They'd give you an instant transfer. I've done it a bunch of times, and maybe it was because I was in Madison over the weekend, so I was like fifty dollars chase into my Bovada account. I want to bet on these games, and then Chase immediately was like, "Are you trying to send money to like Lithuania?" Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I am," and they're like, "Okay, well, we'll go ahead and try again." And then I tried to get on the side, and they're like, "We, you can't bet for 24 hours. And I was like, who's fucking <laughs> running this shit show? I want to bet on the fucking Latvians. Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> yeah, the goddamn Latvians <laughs> taking all my fucking money. There was a bank, uh, t- it's still in Chicago, TCF, right? I used to be with TCF, and everyone, when, if, when that bank first started, because it's not a very old bank, maybe like 15 years old now or 20 years old, everyone called it the Gambler's Bank, because it was like the first bank to be open seven days a week. They were Holy open on shit. Sundays, and everyone was like, oh, this is the Gambler's <laughs> Bank, you know, if you because yeah. everyone used, used or like to, the drug addict, the yeah. gamblers used to have to get all their money out on Saturday mm. for the NFL games, right? Right, you right. know, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, dude, I didn't know you were a big gambler like that. It's pretty fun. I just recently got into gambling and I just recently got back into UFC. I was into it like in the early John Jones days, and I'm like, John Jones, super fan. I know I you were talking about that. I fucking love love that guy. I love watching him fight. Like, he got me into it in the first place years ago when he was like basically like a rookie, yeah, and immediately he's a took over before all his legal troubles. Now he's back and is still by far the best fighter in the world, in my opinion. I think he is too. What do you think about the drug allegation? You know, he's been popped what twice now. Yeah. Uh, you think <laughs> the one time he just truly fucked up, and the other time it was just traces were still left. You know, they, these people have PR shit. You're into John Jones too, Mike? Hell yeah. Me and Mike watch fights together sometimes. We got Michael Robinson hanging, yeah, hanging out in the studio. He's been on episode something or other thirty something. I listened to that one. That was a great up. Yeah, he was great. He had good stories. Um, but uh, with John Jones, it's like. These, they have PR people, and they spin their stories a certain way, but his is, like, spun in the weirdest way that I feel like it's true, where he was, like, he was doing cocaine, admittedly. He was doing a lot of cocaine r- right before fights. So that shows he's by far the greatest fighter on earth because most of these guys, you do a little bit of cocaine, and, like, like if I did cocaine and then I, you told me to fight a guy the next day, I couldn't beat up, like, a five-year-old. You know what I mean? Not that I do that drug, but I, I'd, imagine, <laughs> I'd imagine, based on what I've read, that I wouldn't be able to beat up a five-year-old the next day. You know what I mean? He was beating up the like heavyweight champion of the world the next day. I feel day. like when you're all coked up, you're punting five year olds. Your blood, is, no, I think your blood. But the next day, See, I, mean, I don't know. I don't fuck with that. Like cocaine, I've yeah, never. Nobody do. I've any never drugs. done it because I have like a heart thing. So I'm like, I don't want to be all like, ah. 
And yeah. I, I like the type but of thing that makes you fall asleep. Like in his recovery of cocaine parties, he beat like Daniel Cormier, who's one of the who's greatest great. fighters yeah, of all time. And who only has two losses, 10. both to John Jones. So if I, if John and Jones, he's afraid to avenge the third. People keep wanting a trilogy between DC and uh, John Jones. He's and, like forty now, and yeah, he his, doesn't want it. Jones will kick his ass again. And I like Cormier a lot. He knows it. But those are his two losses in his whole career. So if John Jones didn't exist or they never fought, people would be like, DC is one of the greatest fighters of all time. And they do say that, but they would he would be like in the top three probably. You know, he does got that great John Bones Jones. I like that. You know, he's so badass. He is a badass, man. He he fucking walks through people like really and good fighters too. His fights are fun, and I'm a big boxing fan too. And I I you know Floyd Mayweather like as a person I don't like, but as a fighter is amazing to me. I like watching his fights, and people complain that they're slow. So then if people like don't like that, I can't believe more people don't like John Jones. They buy the fight. It's the though, opposite of so, slow, right? Yeah. Exactly. But I've had friends who like watch the boxing pay per views with me, and they're like, "That was boring as fuck." And it's like you just don't you weren't looking at the right thing. He dodged. He dodged a million punches yeah. in different ways and counter punched. Like that's what it is. It's not going to be Mike Tyson every time. No, know? I get that, especially with uh, guys at that weight level. You know, everyone people grew up thinking of, especially our age. Everyone's like the heavyweights, not of Holyfield, Tyson, of course, Lennox Lewis. These big dudes are just not. Yeah, people and the out. other thing about boxing is people glamorize it because there's been movies made and stories told. If you watch an old Muhammad Ali fight, it's not that it's not entertaining from start to finish. He's dancing around. Like, he does some showboating, but, like, it's just him dodging punches. He's doing what Floyd Mayweather did. Floyd Mayweather does do that. That's yeah. why, actually, when Conor McGregor got in trouble uh, initially with the trash talk, when he said dance for me, boy, he was like, I meant that because he's dancing. It's a boxing term. He, and every, No, don't get me wrong. I know you're McGregor, a big Conor friend. Well, and McGregor so has I. since I see, said, we see the yes, flag I do, like, I do <laughs> like Conor a lot. He has since said some really stupid shit, but I was trying to tell someone, I'm like, no, McGregor's not racist. Look, if he was an American and he says that, that's fine, but it, right. it's a different culture over there. They don't know right. all the stuff that we know here and I, I think he's just ignorant i think he just doesn't know that there's certain shit you don't say like he didn't he's like what i can't in ireland they call each other boy all the time so in his head he's like what the fuck? i don't understand yeah and then he tried to recover for it by saying like someone's trying to say i don't like black people i love black people as a matter of fact i'm black from the waist down know, and he thought that would like help him and everyone's like no that's fucking don't say that either dude that's like, not that's an offensive joke and also a joke for like the 1940s you know yeah it's like <laughs> a pretty, though, it's, but but he's not a professional comedian it's okay to no although he it. might be funnier than a lot of professional holy shit days. i know you know what i'm he's talking the about best trash talk where they go uh counter who who do you think should challenge you next and the guy in the back that i forget his name but jeremy like, stevens jeremy stevens yeah and he goes he goes how about me i'm the hardest hitting fighter in your weight class and he goes who the fuck is that guy it's, funny it's still the waiting. greatest sound Ever. Who he goes, the fuck is that guy? Who yeah. the fuck is that guy? It's still yeah. the funniest clip of all time. Yeah, it's the one like it's the gif that people use a lot. Yeah. Or GIF, whatever fucking people want to call it. Right. Uh yeah, man. I didn't uh, I definitely with John Jones though, uh yeah, it's hard to argue even with the steroid stuff because he's so dominant in those performances. I mean, I I love him and I'm a huge fan of his, but um it's almost interesting. Like if he got beat, I wouldn't even be upset because it's just like the sport is so fucking interesting that this guy has been the Jordan of the sport. And he could get knocked out in five seconds by someone that we've never, we don't even know by first and last name. Like we barely have ever heard of. Yeah. Could, it could like stop his career flat for now. Now, so I, you just got back into MMA. I've been into it for maybe like the last three or four years. Still mm -hmm. novice in a lot of ways. I don't know like the it's history been so as much. good the last four it years. It really yeah. has been great. And well, just for people listening who don't really know it, what sold me on it was something a friend of mine told me, which is kind of a classic MMA thing. I've heard a lot of people use this. They call it MMA math, where it's like, you're only going to be the best for so long because it's so many different fighting styles combined. Yeah. You could be an amazing striker. You come across a wrestler, and then mm -hmm. you're kind of fucked if you don't know how to handle that, if you don't have good takedown D, which I kind of just described McGregor. And, yeah. uh, and that happens with a lot of people. Although wrestling, I feel the wrestlers seem to have the most advantage right now in MMA because 
I always thought that they're really, I mean, obviously there's some rules, but there's a few rules where I'm like, oh, that's clearly to benefit the wrestler. What you like, there's one, like, what do you mean? Well, there was one, um, I think it was in the Khabib McGregor fight where Khabib was on top of him facing the other way and McGregor like threw up a knee and, and didn't like get him completely. But if you would have, you could have fucked him up. Right. You can't knee someone like in the head, like when you're both on the ground. Right. And in my right. head, I'm like, well, if the one dude is, has position and you're on your guard, why shouldn't you be allowed to just throw a knee up and get him in the jaw? I you feel like that's, that's a, you think that's there to protect wrestlers in particular. I, well, I feel like that's their style is ground and pound. A lot yeah. of these wrestlers. And that's when they're most exciting because when they're just holding the guy, look, I, it's like with the Mayweather thing when an average novice fan would be like, this is fucking boring. Mm-hmm. It's they don't have, I, and the regular fan. I understand them not appreciating the technical aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like as yeah. a baseball fan, I like watching a pitcher's duel. I can see how some people are like this is boring. I want to see some scoring. That's fine. Like I appreciate wrestlers because I I only wrestled for like a year in high school. Didn't have much of a you know I didn't like it at all. But some of my best friends in high school were wrestlers, so I appreciate that. But I don't want to watch it. I, oh, like, like college wrestling? You mean? Like college wrestling and yeah, stuff like I, that. Yeah, I can't get. And MMA, I like, at I least like fighting someone of every type except for that. Yeah, nobody. I wouldn't nobody even know what to look it. for. Yeah, they're, I wouldn't even understand what to look for. That's why when people say pro wrestling, they're talking about WWE. They're not talking about like Greco Roman. Have you ever seen like a karate tournament or like a jujitsu tournament? Those are boring as fuck. Are too. they? T- I yeah, can see that because it's all holds That's why UFC is the most brilliant company on earth. Is they were like everyone on earth. Max Kellerman used to say that is like. If you see two great basketball players playing in a park, you'll watch for maybe a couple of minutes and be like, those guys are great. If you see two guys fighting in a park, you're going to stop. What You're, you're going to cancel your plans the rest of the day. You're going to watch until the one guy gets knocked out. I remember hearing Max Everyone on earth right. loves fighting. Women love fighting. They might not admit it, but I mean, not, I'm not speaking for women again. I keep making a habit of speaking for women. <laughs> I'm going to say, women. Blake, you're just in touch <laughs> with that side of your brain, man. It's not. I am, yeah. yeah. I was raised by women. Two, two sisters and a grandmother and a. Uh, mother, I like anyway. how you're almost looking at the cameras and apology. You're yeah, like, I'm like, guys, sorry. I'm not speaking for you. But if any of you are watching this, I'm sorry, baby. Wake <laughs> 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 <I'm awake> up! <laughs> I want you to do the wink and then do the eating out face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I offended any ladies, I want you to know I'm real sorry, baby. <laughs> What's up there, sugar tits? Oh, I'm, in, I'm in big trouble. No, you're not. No. <laughs> some people could do it in a fun way where they could like drop some anyway. sexist lines and be kind of fun about it. Yeah. And then there are other people. I don't think I could get away with it. I yeah. feel like you have this like cool guy persona. I think my whole character in comedy is like I, the guy who's like real confident, but like for no reason anyone could pick out. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, why is he so fucking cocky and smug? And I'm just like, I don't know, baby. I just. It's almost Maybe like I just am. They're like, he's bald. Where does he, <laughs> he get this from? He's bald. He's not even like, he's not particularly tall or strong. Why is he like the cockiest dude in here? And I like it's only that character. When, yeah, it's only really on stage around. But it's like a again. throwback to me. But you kind of do it with like, it's tongue in cheek, I feel like. I don't oh, feel like anyone 100%. Would think, no one in the crowd thinks you're actually trying to if bang I, their girl. If Maybe. I ever. <laughs> Maybe. No, I'm not trying because I don't have to try, you know? Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> Comes natural. I'll, I'll let you have it, baby. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. now I'm friends with the guy. Listeners will remember when we did a podcast. Who was on there? Was it when Eric Nicole Clark was on, maybe? Yeah. Blake was uh, chatting. Oh, he, yeah. he was in yeah, the, he was the comment board yeah. on Facebook Live. Right? I was drunk in an Uber watching the live stream on my phone. You were killing it, man. People were loving it. <laughs> but where were we at on UFC? We were talking about uh, just like the styles and stuff like that. The, oh, yeah, yeah. The Max Kellerman quote, which I've, I've heard and I love. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. If, if it's Jordan versus like someone one on one, you're going to watch for it. But then if a fight breaks, you're like, oh, I don't. Right. I think it's because you never know what's going to happen. And especially in um, UFC for the mm-hmm. most part, because, again, you, you'll just see. Excuse me. I, I, uh, I can't remember the two fighters. I know one guy was Korean because I think his nickname was the Korean zombie, maybe. Oh, yeah. Um, they were it was a brawl the whole time. But like with and they even like hit fists. 
because they knew there was like 30 seconds left going like this has been a fight yeah and, and they started swinging yeah i know the and then they started swinging like crazy and the one guy yeah. just threw it he threw that elbow up blind i don't care what and so one person tried to be like well no that's no, bullshit you can win a fight that yeah, way yeah you can he yeah. threw this elbow up blind and the guy went dropped with like two seconds left yep. and one that was the most that was the closest thing you see to a buzzer beater in any combat sport because yep. you just don't really that's the risk you take that's why you don't you don't challenge the guy to a haymaker fight because yeah. even if you're a better fighter you'd miss one haymaker these guys are the strongest people on earth. That's what they people work say, out oh, as, they got a puncher's chance. They work out more than football players. They really do. Yes, they do. And the training, like, it, training and stuff. Like, if you, if you hit a heavy bag every day for a week, you will see your muscles grow. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, it's a a, tough, one of the best uh, workouts there are. Yeah. So when I re- punching, wrestling is too. That's why, I mean, they, both, sure. they all go together. Like, when I was, I wrestled in the just freshman year of high school. That was gruesome. Michael Robinson, were you a wrestler? Nice, man. Were you really? There's actually a lot of Nigerian fight fighters coming 70, up right now. 75 pound weight class? 90, uh, 98, 98, 103. What? No shit. Yeah. Were you 103 pounds as a senior in high school? Uh, yeah. Damn. What do you weigh now? Uh, 125. You weigh 125? Really? How tall are you? Six. Well, six. <laughs> Wishful thinking. About five, 10, 11? Five, six, five, six, probably. Oh, five, six. Yeah. Why did I say 5, 10, 11? I know you're not that tall. He's 6, I even if you go at the top of You're standing up, so you look taller than me, and I'm sitting down. Take the top of his highest curl. Uh, yeah, the highest curl. Yeah, the highest curl. <laughs> six, 6, 11. 6, 11. All right, all right. Five, five, six. Four. Did you uh, wrestle in high school? Did you play any sports? No. Um, no. No. I played football going into high school, and then I kind of hurt my leg pretty bad, and my mom really didn't want me to play, so I got into uh, sports broadcasting. That's cool, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I would have done that. We had a real low frequency I wanted to thing. To and then I did radio work. until, like, a year ago. Like, I don't know, usually, like, for nonprofit stations and stuff like you that. You got a good voice for radio. Thanks. Smooth. And now I'm doing it with James. I guess I've never really left radio. Now I'm running yeah. shit here with James. Full circle, full circle baby. I can't full talk. Circle, I'm drunk. Full circle, baby. Are you drunk? A little bit. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I never drink anything. Really? Yeah, dude. One oh, shot yeah. will do me, baby. Yeah, James is one of these muscle freaks we're talking about. Yeah, yeah he's been... Uh, Shredding. Well, because he used to be a fat kid. That's why. Oh, I was very fat. I'm not saying no, that's an I was insult. A fat you were. You were a fat kid. You were fat. Ad- I, I don't remember you that fat. Kid. I would. Do you know I why? Mean, because you always were like sweat. Here's thong. the thing. I'm gonna tell this. This is a, a I little had big floppy tits. Well, I got you. Give me a second here. All this right. is. I'm looking at the camera for this one. Right. Any of our friends who are like husky, you just wear a couple sweatshirts. Because there are there are people I know who are like, oh, dude, you, you knew me when I was fat. And I'm like, when? And they tell me when. I'm like, dude, you wore like that Wisconsin hoodie every day. I didn't notice. Right. You know, it was winter. <laughs> That's why people get fat, like they gain weight in the Midwest in Chicago right. because it's like, oh, it's cold know, out. It's, it's easy. Like sweatshirt ready. I get to pack on some Italian yeah. beefs. You know, like you're saying, you get the saggy tits. No one notices who's the wiser. Yeah. Right. You start, you know, putting those uh, hot dogs in on your thighs. Yeah. Right. You get hot dog thighs. I mean, it just it happens, man. All that pizza. Actually, I don't think hot dogs make you gain that much weight. There's not a lot of calories in hot dogs. There's bread. The bun is worse the for bun. you than the actual meat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. For so, weight gain. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't imagine eating a hot dog without the bun. No, you. As much as I like hot dogs, it's not it's a for fucking like meal. Sociopaths, you could chop it up and dip it in the ketchup like a five-year-old would. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure. My son, I'll cut him up for him like that. I, I, I hate the kid that beats me up after a cocaine party. Yeah, well, he's two, so he's not quite there yet. But uh, depends how much blow you do, maybe you know. That's true. <laughs> I, I hate that I called it blow just then. I've probably told this story on the podcast, and a friend of mine actually, who I ran into, actually my buddy Rudy Ascott, who I mentioned on the podcast. You remember Rudy Ascott? He was a comedian in Chicago for a little while. He's up in Alaska. He. uh he was like, yeah, dude, you've repeated like 100 stories on the podcast. So I'm like, ah, damn. Well, when you drink, you get redundant. I, uh, That's the part first... of the charm. You feel like you're really in a pub, you know? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mentioned blow, but this is always funny to me. And uh, I was, we were driving. I had friends who lived like kind of where Danny Kales grew up, like 
on the western border of the city. Right. And we were going into like Lincoln Park, and normally you never take this route because it's dangerous as shit. And he was going through like the west side, like the like the worst part of the west side. And he's like, I gotta get gas. And I'm like, No, you don't. You can keep going. Is what you can keep doing. We'll another two miles, and we'll be okay. This is, yeah. this is not a safe neighborhood, you know. And uh, we go to the gas station, and this like Cadillac pulls up next to us, and they're like, Yo, you want to buy blow? And I was like passenger side, so I'm going to have to talk to him. I'm right there. I'm like, no, man, we're good. Thanks, though. And he's like, blow, you know, cocaine. And you know me being the way I am. I was like, yeah, no, what fucking blow is. <laughs> and I remember my friend being like, kick the back of the seat. Like, and I was just like, what? And then they just kind of like, all right. And he just went, all right, and kept driving. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, Jesus Christ. But like, <laughs> it was it bothered me that he was like, blow, you know, coke. Like, I didn't know yeah. what it was because I'm some fucking white boy in the right. wrong neighborhood. Yeah. But uh, I, my response <laughs> was very, it, yeah. I don't know why. I can't. When I, when I hear at the slightest hint of be, someone being rude, I just get rude back. Yeah. And they weren't even being rude. They were just trying to sell some drugs. They were trying to make a sale. Right. I get I get you. I'm the same way, especially after like a couple drinks. I, I might have had a couple drinks in me because that, that, yeah. that was like the time. I think it was like 1920. We used to pregame and then go into Lincoln Park on Monday nights because it was all these dollar beer bars on Monday nights in Lincoln Park. Yeah. And for, you know, non-Chicago Lincoln Park's like the college neighborhood, you know. Mm-hmm. I always try to break it down. I try not to get too local references on this thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um, so let's talk about comedy real quick with you because I know you got to run. You're going to go host a show over at the Comedy Bar. Yep. Uh, you are a producer at Communities You Should Know, mm-hmm. a show that I've been a producer at for a long time as mm-hmm. well. Uh, what I always liked about you and when you started like interning for the show, I was like, yes, bless, because I know Blake... I. I could tell you really, really love comedy. Oh, yeah. And I feel like even if you weren't a comedian, you would have tried to find a job in comedy somehow. Is that 100%, true? 100%, yeah. See, I, I love comedy, but I don't think I would have because I think I'm one of the people that's like, I'm too close to it. I'd want to be part of it. And if I can't be the guy on stage, I want to get the fuck out. Yeah. Although I want to do sports broadcasts, so maybe that's a little different. Maybe I would have been. Who knows? I think you still could have a knack for that. I life, I, 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 <laughs> I'm laughing right now because I tried to say like I could have gone into it and then I immediately stuttered over my words. Yeah, dude, I'd be fucking, I'd be a great talker. I'd be a great talker for, uh, for, for baseball. I, I'd make all the baseball plays um, in the radio. I booth. think they need more comedians in that. I think Dennis Miller kind of shot us all in the foot. <laughs> we're going to lose jobs for de- decades because of that. Yeah, because he was awful. It was bad, but he, he was funny. He had some he had some lines here. There. I, remember, I think you need this, the right blend. Is this like a know? famous story when Warren Sapp and uh, uh, Randy Moss are talking? I don't know. Yeah, you can and lay they it on go. Um, they go. What do you think the whoever the color man was at the time goes? Uh, who do you think? What do you think they're talking about there, Dennis? And he goes, "They're probably arguing about which is higher on the tree, the Moss or the Sap." <laughs> oh Jesus! It's just like a great. He came up with that on the top of his head because he's a kind of comedian mind, you know. No sports broadcaster in I know that's not a great joke, but no sports broadcaster in history would have come up with something that clever and that funny that quick. That's a Dennis Miller joke, you know? I mean, he could have said, like, I don't know where they're getting dinner after this, but I guess that's not as funny. I don't know. They, I feel like Sap and Moss, it's intelligent. That's the thing. <laughs> I with- almost feel like I remember watching that as a kid and think it was funny, and then people bring it up years later, but it's like I bet he was just hoping they would get on camera at the same time he wrote that joke <laughs> yeah. before the night, yeah. I bet he was like, yeah, as soon as they're together, I'm going to do. Is that even how he no, sounds? No, that sounds <laughs> like him that, because yeah. he's gotten bad. He had uh, – I remember listening to that radio station where the radio show on every now and then. And uh, a conservative talk radio could be kind of – for some reason, I always like listening to this one guy because he's such a psycho, that Michael Savage guy. Every now and then, I'd catch his show because he was just this dude that – was trying to be tough, mm-hmm. but he had the whiniest like New York Jewish guy voice. Yeah. Which I'm not saying you can't be a tough New York Jew, everybody, but not with that voice. Yeah, he just it was, it was like a shriek. It was so shrill. He had right. the shrillest voice. So I, I would crack up listening to that dude. 
He's like, I'll tell the liberals this. And it's like, <laughs> what? That it's a little hot in here that should turn down. They should, they should turn up the heat. And that your order was wrong? Is that what you, he sounded like a guy that was constantly going to be like, I asked for uh, Dijon. This is yellow mustard. Like the, and, But he would be like, my taxes instead. It was fucking worse. <laughs> but Dennis Miller, every now and then there'd be a commercial where he, him for some auto, like, he's like, and if you trust so-and-so with this, that's like trusting Amy Winehouse with your car keys. This is before she died. <laughs> You know, when she had to go to rehab. Like, it was always a joke that was so obvious. That'd be like trusting Lindsay Lohan. With, I like that uh, better after she died. Yeah, I like it better. That's <laughs> <laughs> just darker. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, like where was lover. that, Dennis Miller? But didn't David Cross make fun of him by saying, Dennis Miller, you are the master of all reference? Because yeah. all of his jokes were just referencing something. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, no, he's a great joke writer and all that stuff like that. I got nothing against him personally. Um, he had his heyday, but I feel like it's long since passed. I'm not a like, super Dennis Miller fan, trust me. No, I wasn't <laughs> saying it for your, for your yeah, sake. Yeah. Although our guy, um, Farad Mohammed, who comes to CYSK mm-hmm. a lot, great supporter of comedy, yeah, yeah. great laugh. I love And that. I believe listens to this podcast, or did for a while, because mm-hmm. I'd see him every now and then, and he'd say, hey, I like this episode. He uh, would do the, like, intro to Dennis Miller's show or the announcement, because he's got a great radio voice. He's got a real deep, oh, like, yeah, kind of like cool, smooth great voice. Great voice, best laugh ever. Yeah, that laugh is something, man. Yeah, it is. It is. If you guys listen to my first album, you'll hear one specific laugh throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and that's uh, he messaged me specifically like the day before my album, and he's like, "I can't get back to Chicago in time, and I want to tell you I bought a ticket for your album recording, and I really sorry I'm not going to be there. I know that." Uh, my laugh would have sounded great on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you're the one guy I wanted there. He asked me if he could use like my album for a reel he was doing for his voice and laughter <laughs> and all that. I'm not kidding. I wasn't kidding at all. I was like, holy uh, shit. You know something really mean, though? When we did the Communities You Should Know album, uh, which we got to do a volume two to get you and the, the new blood. I, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I, I call you guys like the new blood. You, Elson Dunn, Jonah Jerkins. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we did it back in 20, uh, I think the 2010 came out in 2011, and Drew mm-hmm. Michael, Mike Leibovitz. It's on iTunes. If you guys want to look it up, Danny Kels, Marty DeRosa, myself, Michael Sanchez. And uh, there was a, I'll name her. She knows this story. Should I name her? Yeah, fuck it. She won't care. Julie Louis Olson, who's got a great podcast. See, I'll plug it. So now she won't mind. Called um, Not the Mama. It's a podcast that's like, hey, if you don't have kids, that's cool. And uh, I listened to a couple of episodes. She, she's good on it. And uh, she, her laugh is, is something. It's, uh, yeah, it's a laugh. Uh, yeah. I like it a lot, but I could see. <laughs> so Drew Michael told her she couldn't come to the recording. <laughs> and she'd come to like the last 30 shows we had done <laughs> just as a friend of all of ours and, as, and, a, and a big comedy fan. Yeah. She's dating a comedian. So she like, yeah, Lane Pichelle, very funny comic. New York, look him up. Everybody. Oh, yeah, Lane's hilarious. And uh, yeah, so I remember just being like, you're such a fucking dick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, is that the first or last time he might have been right? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, no, no. I've uh, have I talked about him? He's came up on this podcast before, numerous times. Numerous times. Yeah, that's fine. But I've I've said this about him a million times. I think he's an amazing comedian. He's great. Very funny. Very funny guy. And very nice guy. I'm not talking shit. Super nice. I try to keep it honest. If there's, he's my best friend. So yes, I'll I'll watch my tongue. (laughs) Can I have one more beer before? Yeah, of course, man. What got you into stand up? Um, I wanted to do it. My whole life, and I didn't start till I was 27, which... in fuck were you doing those six years, huh, man? Just in, slamming puss? No time for open mics? A little bit. No, I was in a band before I did comedy, and it, nothing happened there. And then um, I just didn't have the guts to do it until you were in I a band? was 27. Yeah. What instrument? Well, I played bass in the band. I, I, I still play guitar a little bit. Oh, cool, man. Uh, but I played bass, and I did backup vocals, like the lamest part of the band. <laughs> what kind of music was it? <laughs> It's like alternative. Um, yeah, I think you might actually like it. We people said we sounded like uh, Dinosaur Junior. Oh, I like Dinosaur. We were trying Jr., yeah. to sound like the Pixies and like, I love the Pixies. Yeah, Pixies, Nirvana, Dinosaur Junior, uh, all that shit. Like, I got into both those bands from Nirvana. 
Yeah, me too. Well, it, yeah. And the inside jacket of Incessicide, which was like a bunch of B-sides and some unreleased stuff that Nirvana put out in between Nevermind and In Utero, uh, he mentions Dinosaur Jr. Oh, yeah. So I think they opened Such for a, a little band. bit. Yeah. And obviously the Pixies were a huge influence on Nirvana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we tried to sound like that. And, you know, we knew like it wasn't like to make it bigger. Anything. It was just kind of fun. It was my friends from high school. And it was after college we started the band. And then, well, there um, must have been a hint of ambition there. I hear people say, "Oh, it's just for fun. We don't mind. We just have." Well, I mean, if, if if we had caught on, of course we would have ran with it. But it sure, wasn't yeah. like it wasn't the same as comedy, where it's like I was gonna keep doing comedy forever, no matter what oh, kind of happened to me. With the band, it's like if if the, if the first album doesn't hit and we're not getting booked all over the city, like I'm just gonna stop. And we, we didn't get along as a band either, so I like I quit, and I'd already started comedy. And then once I started doing comedy, I was like, I have no interest in ever playing music again. Yeah. And it, that was like the thing I loved the most was playing music in a band and like playing shows. And the first time I like did well in an open mic, I was like, this is better. Yeah. For it me, is, right? this is better. I don't know about other people, but like I will never love anything as much as the feeling of like doing well on stage. It is a high. And it was like I was not doing well often back then, you know? Like I was, uh, my first month was like bomb after bomb. And then I had my first good set ever was at uh, the Logan Theater, which is still a mic, I think, on, on Mondays or Tuesdays. It is, yes. Yeah. yeah. Leah Berman. Leah Berman, yeah, it, Leah Berman. She has a podcast on this network. This is People right? of Comedy Network, everybody. I wasn't sure Followed she was on still in charge, People of Comedy. That was it's that was a great mic and still a great mic, I'm sure. Um, and that was the first time I had a good set, like like really good. And I was just sort of like riffing, and I was like, okay, I can't look back now. And then I didn't. I was telling Mike earlier, I didn't get booked for anything for like a year or just like real small shit, but no like real shows. And then right at the year mark, I got one, and then the next, and the next. And yeah, it kind like, of rolls from there. Right, and at that point, I was like, I can't quit now. I was 27, and now I'm 33, and it's like every year's been better than the year before. So I've noticed that people who start later always start smarter because they kind of maybe feel right. like, oh, I, I lost all this time. I think I would have been terrible if I started in my early 20s. I, 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 That's I'm honest. Not, I like that. I'm not at all the same person. At 27, I was a totally different person than at 22. Completely different. Like, I can't I, imagine you being any more immature. So this is surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking around. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, well, yeah, you do have a silly energy to you. I think I was like naturally funny, but I didn't have the right way to like tell it or like say it to strangers. I didn't develop that until my late 20s. Yeah, that's a that's a skill that kind of. I think that's what scares a lot of funny people from doing stand up. Because mm-hmm. I, I think we all know someone who's like, this guy's hilarious. But well, they think to themselves, I'm only funny when I'm making fun of our circle of friends or this. And honestly, they should be scared. It's not, it doesn't translate, you know? The funniest guy in the office can't fucking do what we do. No way. No, but I, I mean, do. once in a while they can't, but they, yes. not because they're funny, like in at parties or amongst their friends. It's a different skill set. It's yeah. a completely different kind of funny. Yeah. Completely different. Because when you're funny, like in the office setting or whatever setting where it's, everyone's familiar with you, you don't have to establish yourself. Right. They already know you. They either like you or don't, and then you could just be you and be mm-hmm. funny through that way. Or as a stand-up, when you go up there, the audience is – as soon as they say your name and you're walking, like I call it like the laugh factor. You're coming up the side there. Your name gets said. They got a good 10 seconds of watching you walk. Yeah. Where a lot of people right there will be like, fuck this guy. They, they sometimes, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. like, I don't like this person for whatever reason. Totally. And then at that point, you almost have to prove yourself. Right. I just said laugh factory last night that – you know, the other comics were like, dude, you really killed. I'm like, I thought I was going to eat shit because that first two minutes was rough. I started, uh, I can't, I had a weird, like the sunburns faded. I got sunburned on Saturday, which is really funny because in Chicago it snowed seven inches yesterday. 
Uh, so the, the day before I got burned. And it's just this real red mark right across here a little bit. I mean, the headphones covering, so you guys can't see my camera. And my ear's peeling over here. I got like a peeling ear. And yeah. I, I did like a thing where I'm like, I, over here. I'm like, oh shit, is it over here? You guys ever have that where you don't remember what side of the face because there's no mirror in front of you? Yeah. I've done that where I'm like, oh, I've got a zit over here. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, it's over here. Yeah. They all looked at me like they've never incurred, like, I go, really, you guys, you assholes just always know where stuff is on your face. <laughs> just always know. You don't have that thing where it's the opposite. Like, you know where, oh, this curl's over here instead of over How okay. the, And they all just looked at me like I was insane. They had never encountered not knowing where shit was on their face. And then I said, you know what? Go I was this close to just being like, this is going to be one of the sets where I tell them all to go fucking kill themselves. <laughs> but uh, but I, was, I was in a good mood, so there was no need to do that. And then the rest of the set was great. But, man, I remember thinking, was it the way I walked up here? Because it felt like instantly they were like not into this. There's guy. a million ways for it to go wrong. Any, any there, given there set. Is. Especially at a club with a lot of people there. Were you going like, to say any given Sunday? Yeah, any given Sunday, baby. Yeah, any given Sunday. That's what we deal with up there. That's right. But you know, another thing, though, that you were mentioning, it's the office guy doesn't translate. I've told I mean, some, people, though. Sometimes it does, yeah, you but can it, take it doesn't it, automatically translate. Yes, because yeah. you can take inside jokes and make them outside jokes. I've told people, I go, you just change a line or two. Mm -hmm. That's where the writing comes in. A lot of people don't know how to do that. And the performance, being in a circle of people at a fucking water cooler, is so much different than being on stage and strangers are staring at you. That's what I don't think really people grasp. Oh, right. Absolutely. Because that's why hecklers start it, because there's always some asshole who thinks they're funny. Yep. That's why if I could do it all over again, if I could pick what cool-ass job, I'd be like, let me be an athlete. I would trade being a professional athlete for comedy any day of the week. I would. I don't know that I And would. I love comedy. I love it. I, yeah. you know, Sometimes I think I don't, but I'm like, I love it so much, it's hard for them to get me off stage. they got to show me the light like seven times. Dude, <laughs> get the fuck off stage. So that clearly means I love it, right? Um I don't know, because, you know, obviously, if you suck as a professional athlete, it's pretty hard. You get booed a lot. So you'd that. be like Jordan, but, like, uh, in fourth quarter, you're up by 20. You're like, I'm staying on the court, and you, like, run up the score. Oh, man, I'd run up the score. <laughs> I'd be like, check out this new move. I'll I've never it. understood you more than this moment right, right? now. Right? <laughs> now, now I get you oh, man, I'm on a higher score. level. <laughs> I'm going to make it so bad that they, those players that I just fucked up, that's going to linger into their next performance. <laughs> You know what I mean? You ever just like, yeah, yeah. you ever crush so hard that the comic has to go up after yeah. you bombs and then you know it just fucked up them for a whole week? The whole like, it didn't Detroit just fuck up Pistons can't follow you. Yeah. Yes, you can't do it. <laughs> I love it. No, for sure, man. All right, you got to get out of here right yeah, now. Yeah, I got to take off. Now. It's a pleasure, uh, Joe. Dude, it was so me, good. Man. I'll have you on next time for like an extended episode because there's so much more shit I could dive into with you. Anytime, man. Um, you're a fun guy. Uh, your podcast is now, it's uh, is on iTunes yet? Uh, the com the podcast with James is coming up on iTunes very soon. Yeah, a couple weeks. It's a uh, comedy of Chicago podcast. Very Chicago which, by the way, Chicago I got comedy podcast. Comedy of Chicago, is something else. I actually did the numbers on oh, this. Oh shit! Yeah, never mind. We're, we don't have the title yet. <laughs> well, it's gonna be just be on the Bleep lookout up. for yeah, it. Yeah. And the other one's called Blake and Bobby go to the Blake movies. and Bobby go movies, which is uh, we have a new episode coming out uh, in the next like day or two. I'm gonna I'm, I'm I'll put that up. Hell uh, yeah, hell yeah. It's us reviewing the movie Us, which is a real crazy movie. So listen to that. It's a fun episode. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. I'll wrap up uh, some other stuff about. Thanks, you. Again, Thanks so much, my man. Thanks, man. Uh, so there goes Blake Burkhardt, everybody. Can't wait until he walks away. I'm going to talk so much shit about him. <laughs> no, I was going to say this, though. Uh, he's, his podcast that's coming out soon is going to be about the Chicago comedy scene. Yeah, so we live stream right before you get here. So we have three episodes or four episodes on Facebook already. So if people want to check it out, it's at People of Comedy Network on Facebook. Michael Robinson, see you, buddy. There you go. Yeah, you guys just grabbed a road pop? That's what we call them, a beer for the road. No, it's fine. I don't mind. I don't mind. Oh, well, hold on, actually, real quick. Uh, Robinson, hold on. I don't want this on mic. Thanks, man. All right, cool. <laughs> cool. No one heard that. No, whatever though. <laughs> just yeah, just just put one there for me if you could. Thanks. You have Appreciate two? it. I love you, bro. Oh, dude, you're the best. It's a fair trade for the beers. Oh, I love you. All right. Good man. Thank you. You're the best. See, you, bro. All right. So. Uh,
the, the podcast is about Chicago comedy scene. You're right. You said there's a bunch they could check yeah. out. I wanted to tell because my I did the numbers. I actually got numbers recently. Yeah. I, not the actual breakdown because iTunes podcast analytics are weird. Yeah. But they'll show like by uh, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So over 50%, not much. It's like 55% sure. are outside of Chicago land area because I've got like people like in Niles and Park Ridge and Oak Park and Evanston and like surrounding suburbs are listening. So I'm counting that as part of Chicago. Yeah. So that's increases the number more. But so the majority, a small majority of my listeners are outside of Chicago. I've got Australian and New Zealand listeners, some British and some Irish. So thanks for checking out the podcast, guys. I hope you enjoy it. But let me just tell you this, because some of you are thinking, dude, I live in Australia. I live in California. I live in Denver. I live in Atlanta, Tampa. Why the hell would I want to check out this guy, Blake Burkhart's podcast about Chicago comedy? I'll tell you why. The best comedians in the last 10 years, even longer than that, have come from Chicago. All of them, dude. So you're getting a sneak peek. This is like grunge scene of the 90s but we we had more than just a short run because we are producing constantly john mulaney from chicago considered one of the best comics um out there right now uh hannibal burris one of the top comics out there chicago comic you got kumail nanajani who had that big movie the, the big sick that uh yep. got nominated for some stuff did he win anything for that um, i feel like he did did he up. win best screenplay or something did? something big. no no they were nominated he didn't win though he didn't win. They anyway. were nominated, though. But I know he was in the Twilight episode about stand-up that came out recently. How, what, have you Twilight. watched that? No, I haven't seen it yet. I'll check it out. I just I haven't had a chance too. yet. And uh, excuse me. And then the list goes on. You know, um, yeah. T.J. Miller, uh, despite his, the allegations and sure. stuff like that. You know, funny guy. Very funny guy. Um, and, and yeah, and there's more coming out all the time. And even if you go back further, uh, Steve Harvey from uh, Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac was from Chicago. Uh, Bernie Mac fucking unbelievable watch his stuff from like def jam early 90s just a killer oh yeah an absolute killer richard Pryor's from peoria illinois which is about two hours richard south. is from peoria pride of peoria another one was born i think sam kinison might have been born there something weird about peoria and that's why people made the joke if it plays in peoria it plays anywhere maybe i'm wrong about kinison i think robin williams was born here but raised in michigan sure I remember so, he uh, he stopped into Entertaining Julia once. Yes, and that's just on the stand-up front. If you go in, yeah, Robin, I was there when Robin Williams popped in. I shook his hand. Yeah. It was a great honor for so me. Cool, um, really nice guy, sweetheart. Sad what happened to him. I said that he, you know, was led to killing himself. Yeah. Depression people. I'm still going to try to do this. I want to get like a psychologist on. Yeah. The funny thing is, I had a list of a couple people, and then I found out their specialty, and I'm like, I think I need someone with a different specialty. <laughs> And then I, I now I, I have to find someone. Well, else, psychology maybe. is very relevant to stand-up comedy. That's exactly why, but it's also relevant to what's going on right now in society. How so? Like in what? Um, suicides are at an all-time high, not just in comedy. Yeah. Um, not at all-time high. I think maybe an all-time high. But besides the depression, where people are like I have zero, so I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah. Um, and just you know, mental health right now is finally at a point where people could talk about it and not feel weird. Yeah, the stigma is starting to go away, but there are still, you know, but the thing about that though is the communities it's hurting most, the stigma is still there. Where I'm talking about, which is like middle class uh, areas or even working it class, is? working class. Yeah, it dude. Is? See, the thing is, you step outside the bubble a little bit here. If you, uh, not that you're quite in it, but the, uh, sure. the friends we have, because yeah, yeah, yeah. most of the people we know are like, yeah, I got depression and I'm going to therapy and that's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you were on Twitter, more and more people are openly talking about it. But, if you're a poor person who lives in the inner city or, you know, no matter what, walk black, white, Hispanic, whatever. Yeah. You think it's cool to tell your friends, ah, I've just been feeling down in the dumps lately, man. I just don't know what I want to do in my life. It's hard to get out of bed every day. No, it's not. And those dudes just try to power. They don't get help and they should get help. 
and then they make bad decisions and self-destructive decisions and uh and it goes that way with like you know with with you know women too of course uh yeah so i just think i wanted to have a, a episode of the podcast to make it fun. i'm gonna make it fun too you know like you not think? like not like make fun of it but to try to be like listen everybody should go to therapy Everybody should. Because Do you think that's the solution over like psychoactives? Well, not psychoactives, but psychological drugs. Like, I mean, some drugs could help for sure. Um, if you need drugs, yeah. If you have like a chemical imbalance, if you're bipolar, yeah. you need drugs. You do. You need something that's going to help you, and you need meds. I don't want to call them drugs. I think. I mean, people well, fight that. Like some people go, well, call them drugs. I know people when they get on like lithium per se, yeah. it really they just feel fucking terrible for a while. But it's because they're they're trying to balance you out. You were so one way, it's trying right. to and then they think, Well, I, I mean, I'm look, naturally this way. So shouldn't I be this way? I'm like, Well, not if you're a danger to yourself and others. I, I was on you know, when I was a kid, I was a fucking hyperactive piece of shit. I was on everything. Like we were kind of the test uh the guinea pigs yes, of the our generation, because we're yeah. only like a year apart. I, I knew a lot of I kids was on were Ritalin, yep, Ritalin. Love between, like all the that Ritalin stuff. kids for sure, man. And it was horrible. I, f- I mean, it's just my opinion, but I don't think, you know, medicine is the, the, I get that. I mean, answer. everyone has their own little thing about that. Um, I just, I just know that there are a lot of times when horrible, like our, our Brody Stevens was a buddy of mine, a great comedian. Yeah. He got off of his meds. And then yeah, this is true. what that's happened. A and yep. um, a lot of people were like, dude, you got to get out of your meds or at least try a different regimen if you were starting to feel weird with those meds. Like, I know it's, it's an ongoing struggle. And I just want people to get the idea that because there are still people out there, dude. It's, it's less and less every year, every day even, yeah. which is great. The stigma, like I said, is going away. But there are still people out there who are just like, oh, fucking cheer up, sunshine. Just stop stop well, being a little pussy. That's like, also not the solution at no, all. No, of course not because yeah. they forget. I try to tell people the brain is an organ. Like any other organ. Right. If someone gets like goes into kidney failure, everyone feels so sorry for them and all this stuff. Yeah. But if you start acting all fucked up, you start getting manic and yeah. all sorts of other stuff. People just they don't want to be around you. Right. Because they can't they don't get like, why don't you just stop being like well, that? It's hard to process, you can't. Like, the brain gets sick too. Uh, the brain, when it gets sick, like it makes you behave a certain way. And if your That's kidney true. gets sick, you just you're in pain and everyone feels bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and these people are in pain. They're just it, there's a different way of pain expressing is just, it. Yes. Yeah. It's just showing up in them acting crazy we were talking about mma uh as a sport yeah and well this goes to head trauma in any sport tony ferguson who i think is the guy who could probably beat the the guy who's the champ at 155 khabib uh i can never pronounce his last name correctly mm. but ferguson's a badass that dude out of nowhere was like in a psych war because he won his last fight and looked awesome and he's been i don't know like a, i think 11 wins 11 uh, fight win streak Damn. Yeah, he's been crushing it, dude. Which eleven wins in a row is very tough in that sport. And oh, yeah. you know what I mean? And uh he was like on the highway with his wife driving. I think he was in the passenger seat. I hope it's even worse if he's driving. And got out of the car and started running down the highway because he said, You microchip me. And then she put a restraining order on him because she was fearing for her life because he was like not making sense and right. saying like right. oh like they're all after me and you're in charge of it he thought he thought there was like microchips in his body he thought there was like all sorts of and he's getting help and i think people are like everyone kind of rallied around it because it's funny to see these guys because ufc has taken on a wwe type nature in which there's a, so oh, much almost in cahoots yeah there's almost point. so much Vince shit and talking. dana talk a lot to each yeah, other yeah and dana yeah. tries to act like he's not like that yeah, I don't think it needs it, but obviously, box any combat sport has had shit talking since the beginning of fucking time. That's why I always get annoyed when people are like, "Oh, it's out, he's out of line." I'm like, dude, Muhammad Ali, uh, what's his name? I think it was 
I think Frazier never forgave Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali called him an Uncle Tom. He's like, I never forgave him Oof. for that shit. Which was like the most, that was the worst insult you could call oh, someone yeah. at the time. Like a black man calling another black man an Uncle Tom back then. That was like, so when people are like, McGregor said this, McGregor said that. And he might have stepped over the line with some of the religious shit. I don't know if you saw this. Kind of McGregor. Well, Khabib and McGregor have this feud. Khabib beat McGregor. Uh, very, you know, definitely, decidedly. It wasn't like, hmm, could have gone either way. No, Khabib was in control. Yeah. McGregor did one win one round. He won the third round. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, a clean victory for Khabib. An easy victory, you could even say. Uh, McGregor's been talking some shit here or there about random stuff. And Khabib, in, a, in an interview, he's on some show being interviewed. He said, oh, McGregor's complaining like a, like a, like a bitching wife or something like that. Or he's like some, he called him like a, like a desperate wife or something like that. Nagging or something. Can't say that. Yeah, I mean, Khabib got away with that. No one cares about that, though, for some reason. Khabib's really? actually Khabib's like part of the religious police in his part of Russia. They're like extreme conservative oh, yeah. Muslim. Well, yeah, and Russia. I'm not knocking Muslims as a religion, but the extreme... Actually, fuck that. The extreme part of any religion could go fuck themselves. Sure. You know what I mean? So I will say that. If you're extreme Christian, go fuck yourself. If you're extreme Muslim, because the extreme means you are like hateful towards people who aren't you, which should be the opposite of religions that uh, preach peace. Anyhow... So Khabib gets away with being like openly hating gays. McGregor campaigned for gay rights in Ireland. No one ever gives him stuff for that. No one lets that slide because yeah. he just runs his mouth and talks so much shit. Everyone only sees that. Anyway, so he says that like oh, McGregor's like a nagging wife or whatever. McGregor tweeted a photo of Khabib and his wife at their wedding. I guess it's part of like a Muslim tradition or whatever type of Muslim they are. They might be like a Sunni or Shia. I don't even know where um, she's like. He says, dude, your wife's a towel. Yeah, she looks like a towel. She looks like a towel. Yeah. And it did look like a towel over. I know it's not a towel over her. I'm, I'm trying to describe it. This is sure. audio. This is audio. People listening, right. I want to know what I'm, I'm describing. I'm not. Look up the I'm tweet. Not, I'm not piggybacking what Connor yeah. said. But if, if if you didn't know, if someone walked into your house like that, you'd be like, why do you have a towel on your head? Like, And then I think a lot of what he does is just he's ignorant. I think he's fucking ignorant because sure. he took that tweet down. He did put that tweet up and he well, took it down like half an hour later. the smartest guys. They're hitting each other in the, in the fucking head. head. Yeah, like. <laughs> If you're looking at them to be role models, get the fuck out of here, yeah. you know? Unless you're trying to be a good fighter. That's the only thing you should be looking up to them for. Yes. Oh, no, there's a, that's why I actually started to like Conor McGregor first. Not just because of this. Not because he's a, an Irishman. Because his story's great. It, he's, he was, when he, um, in 2013, he was on um, welfare in Ireland. He was on the dole, as they call it over there. Sure. You know, he's poor as hell. Yeah. Grew up in a tough part of Dublin. Like, he didn't. Don't a lot of these folks come from, like. Bad they situations? usually do. I mean, that kind of breeds. I think with that type of sport, you're either some legacy, like Floyd Mayweather. His yeah. dad and his uh, uncle were great boxers, so it's, it was passed down to him. Yeah. Or you just you needed it to get out of whatever hell situation you were in. Like the Diaz brothers, they were in Stockton, California, which yeah. is a rough town. They got into, I think it was, excuse me, I think it was, <clears throat> I like burping in the there mic, you guys. Go. You know what? You know I love that, that shit. Bassy as fuck. Yeah, it was a good burp, man. Yeah. I felt deep on that one. They got into uh, jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And because there was a gym by them and the guy who like coached them said, I'll give you a burrito every time you guys come. So in their brains, there was, well, that's one meal a day. So it's one less meal to worry about. That's how poor they were, where it was like, that's why I, I always hated it when people said like, man, all Mexicans are dishwashers and stuff like that. Like in America, mm -hmm. that is that dishwasher position has been a job held by every immigrant group pretty much as they've come through. Oh, yeah. Because when you work at a restaurant, it's at least one meal a day. Yep. Which makes sense if you're poor. You're thinking, okay, that's one. So that's whenever I hear people talk about like being poor, I go, are you so poor you're worried about meals? 
And they go, well, no. I go, shut the fuck up. I was then. like, oh, I'm shut so up. Poor. Appreciate I can't being alive. Go to the movies tonight. Oh no. No, I can't afford movie pass. Yeah. Or Netflix went up to eleven ninety nine. Can you so believe that? Poor. Fuck you, dude. These are the same people that like won't pay a dollar for an app on the store that they're gonna use for the rest of their lives. And they're like, steal oh, so music broke. and um. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I hate that kind of. Yeah, but you should support artists as much or as you can. I buy like albums. Get a, get a Spotify or like a Google Play or something. I uh, I buy albums. Yeah, I do. I, yeah, who who's there? Are people still illegally downloading shit? I That's mean, still. I mean, I'm sure there movies are movies and TV. Yeah. But even then, it's it's so hard to now. Just that's why ticket prices, that's why concert prices and movie ticket prices went up. The risk far outweighs the reward of just paying like seven dollars a month for uh, yeah, like a shitty Netflix. Disney Plus is going to be seven bucks. Then they're going to have every Simpsons episode. You're really going to put all the Simpsons on your fucking heart? Yeah. Disney's going to have the Simpsons because they bought Fox. Oh my god, they did buy Fox. So they have every Simpsons. Dude, Disney Plus might guys. put Netflix out of business. Oh. It's going to be a huge war of attrition because pe- both both networks are just going to grab as much as they can from their library. And Netflix like, Netflix won't be able to get any Fox shows. They won't be. Sorry, able to I'm get checking my phone stuff. because uh, we're doing another podcast and the guest is going to roll in. They they won't we'll be able to the get feeds though. Sorry, like any anything that's not original Netflix content. And like their stuff is good. Like you know all the Black Mirror shit is good. Um, I got the into original movies are good. I liked Ozark, but you can't compete with Disney. You can't. It's Star Wars. It's Marvel. It's Disney. Like you. And can't that's why they. Fuck, that's why Netflix them. stopped the Marvel shows because they knew they were going to get pulled from them anyway. Yeah. Is that why? Because Disney owns well, Marvel. Well, did they? And they, if Disney is Disney going to put like their classics up? Because remember they were famous for putting their shit in the vault. Oh, the vault's going to probably be a section on Disney Plus. Like it'd be even a little bit more. You get the vault. Because as a dad, I don't know how they're going to do it. They might now do it that way. Because if I like was a, a business, because they were so famous for like for a limited time only, you could buy Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. For a limited time only, you could buy Cinderella, and then people would be like, "Oh shit, you got to buy it because they they only put it out they for a while." For, yeah. Like my my wife, one of her favorite Disney movies was Cinderella. Yeah. I had to order it special on Blu-ray from like a company in Europe to get it shipped to me. It was really that hard to find. Yeah, because it was in the vault. And they did and in one That's year. So and crazy. I, it's crazy, dude. One year I almost bought it. Like I was at a Target. And I'm like, oh, I should buy this for her. And then I, I don't know why I didn't buy it. And then I went back like a week or two later and I go, oh, you guys said Cinderella. You don't have any more. And they're like, oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it's back in the vault. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, man. That was a crazy thing that Disney did. And if, so if they put like, if they have like Frozen on there and. Oh, no doubt. Because I'll look up they movies. They have Frozen on Netflix right now. That's off. It was on it. Oh, it is up. Well, they take stuff off. gearing up. Well, Coco's on there right now. That's a Disney movie. That'll get yanked off soon. Yeah. They, they yank some stuff off because... You can't... You cannot compete. Like, Cars is going to be off because my son got really into... Well, they had Cars 3. My son got really into Cars 3. He watched There's Cars 3. Cars 3? Yeah, it was actually really good. Oh, Cars 2 wasn't that good. Sure. Cars 1 was really good. Yeah. And so we, we, Cars 3 we watched on Netflix. Cars 1, my um, my wife downloaded so we could watch on the way to my mom's house. She lives in Iowa. Yeah. So a long car ride. You know, you got a two-year-old in the backseat. Yeah. And love both of those. And I'm like, well, we got to get Cars too. And this is this is what we'll end on before James tells us the bullshit that he's been dealing with with his show. Jesus, yeah. I'll just say this very quickly. This is some adult shit on mine. This is like when you know your father and you really loved your kid and your family and all that. I uh, I had this gift card to this place called The Exchange, which is like a, a music recycling type place. You Great can, game store. In yeah, it's like, it's like a, you know, like a GameStop type place, but it also has records and movies and, and all old stuff. games. Yeah, it's great. And you could like buy, sell, trade type of place. Yeah. And anyway, I was there, and I was like, I got a $20 thing. Maybe I'll buy a record. For like $17.99, they had Iggy Pop, Lust for Life on vinyl. And I'm a big, like, I love the Stooges, and, like, Iggy's great. And I love that album in particular. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, I've always wanted this, especially on vinyl. I feel like it's something really cool. And then as I'm looking at it, I glance over, and I see the Disney Blu-ray section. Yeah. And I look, I'm like, fuck, I've been, he's been wanting to see, I know he wants to see Cars too. 
And then I saw Cars 2. They had it. Then I saw that they had these Toy Story straight-to-DVD, like, short things. They're, like, 22-minute specials. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, he loves Toy Story. Like, he's seen Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. His Buzz, Buzz Lightyear's his favorite toy he has. He's always, like, like playing with Buzz and Woody, you know? I'm like, fuck it. And I bought those Gotta instead of buying em. myself the record. And I was happy to do it. It's fine. I got Spotify. Listen to the fucking thing yeah. on that, you know? But yeah. that's, like, that's when you know... Um, and I know people out there was like, oh, I don't want, you know, I don't want kids because I don't want my life to change. I, I have fun getting drunk all the time. I'm like, dude, getting drunk all the time is great. I did that throughout my whole 20s. And I'm not saying you need to move on, but I'm saying once you have the kid. You don't want to get drunk. You don't want to because yeah. the kid's more fun than that other shit. The, the, it's so much the more fun than The alcohol is there it. to replace the kid when he's not there. Yes. Yeah. Kind of in a way. Yeah. I tell I, some of my friends, like, dude, come on. I used to party at 4 a.m. with us. I go, I don't want to because I'll be hungover in the morning and I want to play trains. We're supposed to play trains. Hell and yeah, I built baby. these fucking train sets. <laughs> I made this cool ramp off the side of the couch. And that's more. Fu- I'm sorry. Way more fun than talking to you guys. I love you. Yeah. But. Peace, yeah. you know? All right, so James Webb is dealing with some major shit. He teased oh, it on Facebook. Um, uh, so as, as a man who's a producer of a great comedy show, you're running this network. You, like Blake, put your love into comedy, which I love about you, man. I really do. Thanks, man. And uh, it's a great show called Sam Stand Up. I was honored to have headlined the very first one you ever did. Yep. And you start at this venue that's you went back to because the lost the owner was a dick before. And then you guys yeah. left, and then you came back. To say the, the, the least. New, the new owners are cool, but now you've dealt with another problem. Yeah. What's what's the what's the verdict? So uh, so we this show has like been through the ringer like seven years. It's 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 been a long seven years for us. You know, we started out great. We, we started back when it was just you guys. Just so you know, I'm listening, but I yeah, got yeah, yeah, the yeah, next yeah. guest. Yeah. I got to give him directions. We started when it was you guys. So CYSK Lincoln Lodge. Uh, there was no laugh factory. No, like uh, Zany's was popping a little bit, but there was like nothing. So it was. We started out at the right time, and it was great for a, a while. And then, you know, the fucking election happened, and certain people who were part of our show went for Trump, and, like, we got some shit for that, but we got over it. And then we, you know, there was this... Then we had to move, because, like you said, our the former owner was a complete... Which is just so beyond your control, which is tough with shows, you know? We so just kept getting, like, these snowballs with rocks in them just thrown at us for years. And, uh, you know, so we moved to three different venues we were at the crocodile then we were at whiskey business and then they kicked us out after they said that they would have us for a while even though we were fucking crushing it there sold out shows every week they kicked us out so we moved to laugh factory thank you curtis and brian that was a really fun run we did monthly shows at laugh factory for a year and it was great and then that whole time i was trying to get our old spot back because like i remember you remember the comedy exposition? I do. It was a festival that ran for a couple years there. It was really fun, um, and uh, all the folks who ran it were great. And they brought in like big name comics, uh, and Todd Glass, one of my all time favorite comics, did our room. I know, because I, I closed out one of those, and he did the show after me. Yes, yeah, Danny yeah, yeah. Callis headlined like the seven o'clock. I did the nine, and then he did the or no six, eight, and ten, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Todd, I remember where we hung out with him in the front yeah. of the, the bar. So and much, just fun. super nice guy. That was one of the best days. My ever. buddy Dan Gullery shot out, who's a fireman. Todd Glass like interviewed him about what it's like being a fireman, which I thought was cool because <laughs> as, a, as a comic, sometimes it's like, especially when you're on your road, you want to talk to other comics because there's like a kinship there. Right. He's like, you're a fireman. Chicago fireman. Oh, cool. Let's hear about that. And and you could tell he was like follow up questions, hanging on every word. Yeah. Where Todd Glass is a big name. He could have easily walked back into that bar and had everyone fawning all over him and kissing his ass. Yeah. And that dude's another dude who gives a fuck about comedy. Yeah, right? he's a real one. He'll get there early and set up a room. Which, like, headliners don't do. Well, and so uh, that's why I'll never forget what he said to me. Uh, when he was down there, he, like, told me, pulled me aside. Uh, not, like, bragging. This is what happened. Say it, like, baby. Say it. He's like, he was like, this is 
one of the coolest looking rooms for comedy I've ever been in. I believe him. And right after he said that, I was like, we can never fucking leave this place. Because yeah. it really is a great place for stand-up. It's super cool. Um, our guest just arrived. I'll, I'll wrap hey, it up. Chris, we're wrapping up one earlier thing, and then we'll start in a few minutes. Grab, uh, there's Pac-Man. Go play Pac-Man if it's on. In the hall? Or? Straight ahead. You'll see it. Turn yeah. your face. You'll Green see it. right there, buddy. It's a big arcade, man. How, how the fuck could you miss it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I love him. He's going to be great. But uh, anyway, so like, as soon as he said I was like, this is our home forever. And, uh, and nothing had really happened to us then. And so you know, a couple years go by. The election happens. Something happens there. Um, and then we move a couple times, and this whole time that we're not at the original spot, I'm trying to, I'm like talking to the landlord. Like I'm putting way too much. I wouldn't be surprised if you tried to buy it, knowing you. I mean, I thought about you it. Thought about for, it right? for a minute. I, I I tried to find some friends who would go in on it with me, but mm-hmm. like that, it was too much. So, uh, but I found some folks at, who I trusted, and I brought them in, um, and they got their PPA license. I, for those of you who don't know, it's the public place of amusement license. You have to get it in Chicago if you're going to have a show that charges money or if you're going to have a show that has a drink minimum. So any fun show, really. Um, and then, so they got their license immediately, but because of the old owner, who was such a notorious piece of shit, uh, there was a stipulation that only employees of the new uh, bar owners could run shows there. And I didn't know that until I got a phone call today. Oh, my God. From the guy, Frank. Love you, Frank. Frank is... Far and away, the coolest dude to work with ever. He he runs a great establishment. Um, the whole place, by the way, if you ever want to go hang out in there, Little Olive Lounge, 1540 North Milwaukee in Wicker Park, it's like a really fun place. It's a friendly place. Um, if you're in Chicago, check it out. Great. Yeah, if you're in Chicago, check it out. Great wings. Uh, friendly people. Anyway, Frankie calls me up today, and he's like, you know, there's a stipulation. And I was like, well, I've been doing your Instagram since before we even you even came in here. So I'm technically an employee. So he's like, all right. So when the cops come, just tell them that because you're an employee. You're a social media director. That's that's simple. It's Which it's pretty much, if you're a bar or a business right now and you don't have someone in charge you of your social media. You better have somebody doing that shit. By the way, I am you're for done fucking hire, out. baby. If you need social media people, let me know. I do that. Um, you've, done, you've done fucked up. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but he also said that to expect the cops to try and shut down the show this week because they've been getting complaints for six months, anonymous complaints. Who the fuck complains? It's the, own, it's the old owner. I know for sure And it that's is. what Frank said. It's got to be. So he said it was him. That's why I always hated Yelp as a website, because it's user-generated, which means anyone can make bullshit you even, up. You can't even tell. You could lie. I know people lie. And Yelp is like the mob, for those of you who don't know. Yelp.com, anyone could rate or review any bar or restaurant they've ever been to. They'll hold back. They'll, they'll actually, I, I used to assistant manage a bar, and they sent us um, like an email when we were still early on going, you guys got a lot of good reviews that yeah. were, you know, if you want to advertise with, we could release them. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah. If you advertise with us, we'll release those good reviews. Yeah. And we're like, why aren't they just released? They hold them like hostage. That's so weird. Yeah. It's a fucked up practice. And you they're just, like, they're just, allowed to do it. Cause it's a website. They that's can do why, they want. that's why and people it, use Facebook. Cause it's, they don't like, they're kind of fucked up with their ad practices, but at least they don't do shit like that. Yeah. I don't understand that need up. to like get strangers opinion on something. That's how I view it. And I started cause you know what yeah. the thing is people, it's something I complain about often, and this this will be the last thing we say. And then you could tell people how maybe you could they could help keep your show going. Or sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what they could do. I mean, I, I know cops. Maybe I could talk to some of them and see. If, yeah, you're Irish. See what's up. I, I help am. me. And I know a lot of Chicago police help officers. Me. Uh, is that um? Ah, oh, fuck! I forgot what I was gonna say. Always oh, such a pro. Mm-hmm. Oh no! So the people who um. Damn it, James! What were you just talking about? I don't know. I don't know baby. Oh fuck me! 
This was like a, I had a good roll going, everybody. It was a roll going toward the end of the podcast. You're going to love it. This is a motherfucker. Anyway, um, here's how people can help support the show. Yeah, I'll think of it in a second. Uh, if you want to help stand-up, stand-up, this <laughs> sounds like an ad. It's not. Uh, I want to pack that fucking room out this week. I want to pack it so hard that the cops can't even get downstairs. Yes, Yelp. That's what I want. So, yeah, go to now Yelp. Now I remember what I was going to say, though. Go to Yelp and rate us. Also, Joe, what do you have to say about Sorry, it? we'll get to that in a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. Pack out the place. But uh, on Yelp, is uh, my big problem right now is people don't read past the headline. They read the headline and nothing more. Oh, yeah. And it, and it kills me because I'll see people bitching about something. And I'm like, oh, I actually read the headline, and this is very misleading. It's not really like, you know, and, they go, and then they think I'm a dick for correcting them. I'm like, nah, I'm just trying to yeah. get the info out there. Yelp is why Yelp has thrived is because it's a world full of headline readers and not actual content readers. Yeah, so people go on Yelp. They go on Yelp, and they see like a two-star thing. I remember there's a great Italian beef place. A little got a little expensive over the years called Roma's. In Chicago on Cicero Avenue, Cicero Avenue near like in between Montrose and Irving for yeah. those of you who are if you're in Chicago and my Chicago listeners. And it's fantastic. I saw that it got like the reviews were kind of bad because when Yelp became a thing, I'm like, I wonder what everyone thinks of the places I like. Yeah. Every place I love got shit on. So I'm like, wait, this can't be me. I, I, I know I got pretty good taste. I recommend places. No one ever says thanks for that recommendation, recommendation, dickhead. I was I was bleeding out my asshole for three weeks. Mm. Like no one's ever said that, right. you know. And, and if you have said that, I didn't like you. And that's why I sent you there. So, uh, they, I remember on the one for the top review for Yelp, that was a one-star review, like the, the first one you saw. Yeah. A guy complained that they didn't have vegetarian options. It's uh, a place called Roma's Beef that doesn't even have chairs to eat inside. So it's got a couple stools. You could, you could stand and eat along Roma's a bar thing. Beef. It's called Roma's Italian Beef. And other underneath that, it says hot dogs, burgers, brats, or Polish. Why or would you expect that to happen? Exactly. <laughs> And people found that useful. They click as you could hit, hit the Pe- buttons, and I found it useful. People just want to complain about shit. But could you imagine if I own, and I know that place. Yeah. I guarantee that guy walked in and go, do you have any vegetarian options? They go, yeah, we got the fucking fries. Now, what could I get you? Like, that's probably what they said. They go, fries. We got fries. I mean, that's we got. The, I, don't, I don't think there's any meat that's in our vegetarian. coke. That's what they would say. Those guys, and then they would, and they would give them shit. And guess what? Those places are gems, and we should never have them taken away. Find me a business where they're rude to the customers a little bit. Not in like a not like outwardly rude. They when you don't walk unless it's like that. That's part of their fucking gimmick, like Wiener Circle Dick's in Chicago or Dick's Last Resort or like Ned Bevix. I'm talking about like one where if you ask a stupid question, they give you a stupid answer. I love those places. Yeah, those are like the fabric of a good neighborhood place, oh, and yeah. I don't want to see those taken away. But anyway, stand up, stand up. We'll end on this. You you want to pack it out this week? You want to make it? We have to, and it's like it's worth coming to. And does that benefit every- you guys? Because oh, well, the bar makes money and they could pay the fine if there is a fine. There's not going to be a fine because right, we good. can fight this. But, like, yeah, we – I want to pack it out this week. I want to pack it out every week. But this week, like, the cops are saying that they're going to be there. So, like, come bring your friends. You know, I'll fucking comp you. I don't give a shit. Also, this is our seven-year anniversary show. Hell, yeah. By the way, which is, like, perfect fucking timing for us. Can um, I do a guest pack? Can I do five? No, I'm just joking. I, I might have room, actually. Ah, we'll no, I don't want to weasel jo- my come way. Come see Joe Thursday. I don't want to weasel my you way. You're going to weasel your You know what you do? Cut this clip up and, and share it on your Facebook tomorrow. Yeah. That way everyone sees it because it's it not until Thursday. Today it's still Monday. Everyone, this has been uh, uh, Kill Gallons Pub. Thanks for listening. Uh, check out the Patreon if you want to support the podcast. There's a bunch of bonus stuff that I had to take down an episode uh, where someone cried. So that's on there if you're like, what happened to that one? And there's some other fun shit, and I'm going to keep uh, updating that. And uh, follow on Instagram and Twitter. Tell your friends. Kill Gallons Pub. Cheers. Cheers. Let's get on that one and then...